Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about investing and specifically investing in retirement or honestly even investing in general when you are paying off debt. This is definitely one of the top controversial subjects when it comes to personal finance. There are some gurus that say you should not invest a dime until you're 100% debt free no matter what the debt is. There are other financial gurus who will say you should be investing no matter what kind of debt, even if you have high interest credit card debt, no matter what you should be investing. And so it can feel really confusing. And a lot of times what happens is when there is that type of confusion, no matter what you choose to do or no matter what you're doing now, it feels like maybe you're behind, right? Okay, I'm I'm not investing anything because I'm focusing on paying off debt, but now I feel behind when it comes to investing or I'm only investing, I'm not paying off debt, but now it feels like I'm wasting money because I'm not paying off that debt and I'm paying high interest. And so it can feel again, really heavy when you're not confident in your decisions, right? There's two parts. One is making sure that we are making the best decisions for ourselves. We're making our money work for us. So we are optimizing our finances. We are making sure we're using the best strategy for us. And then secondly, is that we feel confident in the strategy that we are using to where we're not emotionally feeling like we're behind or emotionally stressed about the decisions we're making, but that instead we're feeling really, really confident and able to trust ourselves, trust our decisions. So let's talk about what this strategy can look like for you and how you can 100% mentally get behind it. Let's break down and we're just going to talk about the first couple of steps when it comes to investing, especially when you are paying off debt. Okay, so number one, No matter where you're at, yes, it's boring a little bit. To me, it feels super sexy. But for some people, it might seem a little boring, but we're kicking it off strong with a baby emergency fund. This is your starter emergency fund. And I recommend having between one to three months of expenses in your baby emergency fund. So buy baby or starter emergency fund. That means that down the road, we are going to add to it. But for now, it does not need to be, you know, this big old emergency fund of eight months of expenses that you're trying to grow while you have, you know, this other debt or you're wanting to invest or whatever. Again, break it down. Starter emergency fund, one to three months of expenses. But Chloe, how do I know if I should do one month or two months or three months of expenses in the starter emergency fund? I like to describe this based on risk. 
okay, based on risk. So if you're someone who maybe you're in college or you're a recent college graduate and you live with mom and dad and you don't pay rent, you maybe have some expenses, but most of your money just goes toward buying the things you want to buy, you have very low risk, right? You have very low risk that if an emergency came up, you would not be in high risk situation of, holy cow, what am I going to do? Because I don't have the money to pay for this, right? So in that scenario, one month of expenses will do the trick. All right. It'll do the trick. However, on the flip side, if you live by yourself and maybe you have a, a pet or a couple pets or Um, Maybe you just have a lot of expenses. You have a lot of payments. You have some big student loans or your rent payment is really high and you live by yourself. So it's your salary that's paying for everything, whatever. That would be a little bit of a higher risk situation to where let's say you lost your job. You would need, oh my gosh, okay, I need to pay rent this month. I need to make sure I can live and feed myself and all of that. So that would be a little bit higher risk. Don't think of risk as a bad thing of like, oh my God, no, I'm higher risk. I need to do this. It, it's just based on what feels really good for you. Okay. So one to three months of expenses, again, how to calculate that. You sit down and you figure out what do I need? What's a skeleton of my spending plan of how much I spend per month of my expenses? So that would be how much do I spend on rent, on utilities, on food, on paying my bills, on making any debt payments, any of those basic things that you spend your money on, on gasoline for your car, on a parking pass, if you need it for work, whatever. Those are the things So you calculate how much that is per month and then you would multiply it by one, by two, or by three, depending on how many months. And that right there is your baby emergency fund. And that's the first thing we're going to do. It's the first thing we're going to do. Where are we going to keep it? We're going to keep it in a high yield savings account. If you don't know what a high yield savings account is, you want to know what high yield savings account to open or how to utilize one. I have a podcast episode, scroll back a couple episodes and listen to that episode. So we're going to keep our baby emergency fund in high yield savings account. And no matter who you are, we really want to make sure you have something like that. As we all saw with the pandemic starting last year, crazy to say that it started last year because it's been a freaking blur, but it really showed us how things can change at the blink of an eye and how we don't want to be fully dependent on a paycheck, right? And of course, are there times in our life where we are dependent on a paycheck? Yes, and that can seem a little unavoidable. However, the the baby emergency fund allows us to have that peace of mind for what if I lost my job? What if I had to take time off work? What if I got sick? You know, those what ifs, it really gives you that peace of mind. Okay, so that is the first thing no matter what, okay? So before investing, Make sure you have that just base emergency fund so you're covered if anything were to happen. Number two, after we have that baby emergency fund done, we are going to take advantage of retirement match. So if your employer offers a match on your retirement account, you want to make sure you are taking advantage of it. This is free money. 
This is free money. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what she's talking about. This is something where you can email your HR department or maybe ask your manager and get details on it. So basically what it means is that if you put a certain percentage of your paycheck into a retirement account, your employer will match that up to a percentage. So maybe if you put in 3%, they match 3%. If you put in 6%, maybe they match 4% of the 6%. So every there's tons of different rules. Some people have you put in 12%, we match 6. Like it could be you put in 2, we match 2. Some companies, some employers don't have anything. So it's really important to ask and make sure you are taking advantage of this, making sure you're taking advantage of it because it is free money. It's not something that if you decide to not use the employer match which within the first year, that then after the first year, you're like, okay, well, last year I was paying off debt, so I didn't use the 4% employer match. So this year, instead of a 4%, I would like an 8% match. No, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. If you do not opt into it for a whatever period of time, then you, you don't get that money back. Okay, so that's why we want to take advantage of it. Even if you have debt to pay off, it's it's good to get started early and take advantage of that free money. And it's a great way to hold you accountable too, because it's making sure that you're putting money into your retirement account. Okay, so we love it. Also, side note, make sure you're taking advantage of other employer benefits. So often, a lot of those benefits go unused completely. Um, and and. And so that's another thing you can ask your HR department or your manager, whoever, if there's like under HR, there's specific departments that help with employee benefits that you can just go and ask about. There are employee benefits that are like different gyms that maybe they'll pay a certain amount of your gym membership, or maybe you get a discount at gym member memberships for local gym memberships. You can get a discount on different local stores, or there's so many things like that. Also, while I'm thinking about it, another thing to ask about is if you live in an apartment or if you live in a certain you know neighborhood that has a... Why am I blanking on the word? But a group of houses together is called a what? Can't think of it. But basically, anytime you have living situation other from having just your house by yourself, there could be benefits. So for example, at my apartment building, we have tons of local benefits with um, restaurants where if you go to a certain restaurant and say, oh, I live here, you get a certain percentage or coffee shops or stores or wineries and it can really be a money saver. So make sure you're taking um, advantage of all of those things. Okay, number three, then we want to go on to paying that high interest debt. So when I say high interest, for me, I'm thinking 10% or greater especially if you have credit card debt that's likely in the 20 percentage or higher, of course, we want to get those taken care of ASAP. We want to get those taken care of ASAP. So one thing that you can look into is a balance transfer, and that would be where you're taking your high interest credit card debt and moving that over into a 0% or a lower interest rate for a certain period of time. 
Again, you can do the research on that, on how it will impact your credit score, on if it's a good move for you, whatever. But anyway, then we want to move into paying off that high interest debt because again, think of if you were able, if you knew of a secret stock in the stock market that you could invest in and get a 27% return guaranteed, would you want to invest in it? Of course you would. That's amazing. Think of that as your credit card debt, right? You are losing money at a 27% interest rate. Think of it that way. And so if we can pay that off and get rid of that, that is actually really beneficial in the scheme of things when it comes to looking at the ROI of doing one thing over another. So then we want to focus on paying off that high interest debt. Then once that high interest debt is paid off, that is when we can come back to those retirement accounts and start investing in those retirement accounts or paying off other debt depending on where you're at and depending on what your kind of risk tolerance is. If debt is something that really, really bothers you, that's how it was for me early on in my finance journey. And it was really important to me to pay off that debt. And so I focused on paying off that debt still while putting extra money in my retirement accounts. And then once I was debt free, I bumped all of my retirement accounts up and started focusing on maxing out my retirement accounts. Now, a lot of people will ask me, well, at this stage, if I have some debt and maybe I'm putting some money in my retirement accounts, shouldn't I get an, an investing app like you know, Robinhood or Acorn and start investing in stocks and all these things? Here is kind of the very, very, very high level difference of investing in your taxable or your taxable account versus non-taxable account. So your retirement account versus going on Robinhood and investing in a stock, okay? The difference is that your retirement accounts have tax breaks, okay? Your retirement accounts have tax breaks, but actually what you're doing investing in retirement accounts versus investing in non-retirement accounts is very, very similar. And so if these two things are very similar, if these investments are very similar, but one of them you get a tax break for and one of them you don't, wouldn't you want to max out all of your retirement accounts first because you get a tax break? And then once you've hit the maximum of your tax break, then jump over and invest in other ways. And, you know, of course, you're going to pay more taxes because those accounts do not have the tax deduction. Yes. Okay. So again, if that was super confusing, think of it this way, investing in retirement accounts versus investing in non-retirement accounts. So investing in, you know, a stock, investing in Apple stock, very similar. Okay. In a retirement account, you're still investing that money into places, but a retirement account gets you a tax break, which is why so often people come to me and say, Chloe, I'm in a, I, I still have some debt, but like, shouldn't I be downloading this investing app and, and putting my money in you know, Tesla stock or this or that or whatever? And it's so important to make sure that we're not sleeping on the tax break that we get on our retirement accounts before jumping into that other stuff, okay? You can do what you want, and I love when people kind of play around on those accounts and put some money in. 
just you know a little bit of money to learn about what's going on, learn about what the stock market is, learn about how investments work. I do value and, and I really like that. However, putting your money into an app like Robinhood instead of putting that money when you could put it into maxing out your Roth IRA, for example, you know that's not something I would do. I would definitely focus on retirement accounts first. So again, in that bubble, we have investing and maxing out our retirement accounts. And then also in that same bubble, there's kind of like a three-part thing that you can do depending on your priorities. Making sure we're investing heavily in retirement accounts slash maxing them out, paying off the rest of that debt if you have any, or saving for those purchases. So this would be if you have a wedding coming up that, okay, I need to save for that wedding, that big expense, then I'll come back and do those other things. It really depends on where your priorities are, which one you choose. There's not like a specific order. Then we're going into next step, which is growing our big emergency fund. So we are fully loaded in case anything were to happen to us. And I like to see that account be between six to eight months. Again, we keep it in a high yield savings. So that is kind of the basics that we are going to discuss today. I'm not going to get too you know, in the weeds about all of the different investing things. I just want to give a really high level um, example of you know, what should you be doing? What should you be doing right now when it comes to investing? What should you be doing when it comes to paying off debt? And how do you find the perfect balance for yourself? So I hope that helps. If you like this episode, if you want to see more tangible episodes like this, or if you want to see more mindset episodes, please subscribe to the podcast, go and leave a review and tell me which episodes you like. And uh, that is how I create more content for you to make sure it's content that you love and want more of. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you back next week on another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.